This is We'll Talk About It. A bi-weekly podcast hosted by your two best friends. Talking through the hard stuff. Sharing the good stuff. And, and laughing, laughing at, at the, the rest. rest. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Melissa. And we're back with another episode. We're back and we're better. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's been a time. For once, we're not doing this, like, very late at night. This is actually, like, not the midday. Sun- it's the evening. It's five the o'clock. Evening. I would say the sun's still out, but then it's, like, the time change. The sun is still out at, like, 8 o'clock at night, it feels yeah. like. So that- <laughs> but the sun is out. Yeah, so that means we're doing good. We're doing yeah. better. <laughs> better than we were. Um yeah. Audrey, how have you been? Tell the people. I have been good for the most part. Um, I've been doing a lot of like interviews for internships this summer. Um, mm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I guess I'm hoping for something. I don't know. I honestly didn't really want to do an internship this summer because I had a lot of classes to take. But I think it'd be a good opportunity. So we'll see what I end up doing. We'll keep you updated. That's cool. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. Been trying to plan a birthday extravaganza, but I'm like the most indecisive person in the world, and there are like five <laughs> million choices for everything. So just trying to like decide on things is horrible. Yeah. Um, I, maybe we should do an episode on that too, like making decisions. Yeah, how not to be indecisive. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't really be able to give you much advice, but <laughs> I just go through every single option. And yeah, um, and then this week I deleted all my social media. I just like needed a break. I need a brain break. Yeah. Um, I also just feel like I just need a lot of clarity on things in my life. I've had mm-hmm. a lot of um, I guess just like realizations and stuff come up, and so I just need time to like chew on that and like hear from God without hearing everyone else's opinions and social media and all the other stuff so yeah I'm taking a break from that also I'm not binge watching Netflix because I really do that to numb out like doom scrolling and like and like watching comfort shows are always things I do to numb out but like I need to get to the root of the problem so that's what we're doing this week I've already had some breakthrough but yeah just like being in my word more worshiping um journaling a lot even more than usual, because I already do, but mm-hmm. I've been out here writing pages. But yeah, I feel like it's just things that like I have been aware about, but like haven't like took the time to like really work out. So wow, yeah, I feel like you like came for my whole week this week. I'm like, yeah, I've been watching a lot of TV and no, that was the last media. last week. That's why I did it this week. Like, I'm yeah. rewatching Grey's Anatomy. You know, I'm not in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why are you doing that? (laughs) I just, I sit at my desk and I have all of these tasks and these assignments to do, especially this week. This week is really assignment heavy. And then um, I sit there and I'm like, okay, let's put on a show. I need someone, (laughs) I need some like comfort when really I work, I can work so much faster if I don't have a show on. Um, And it's just like, okay, let me take a let, let me take a social media break and all these other things <laughs> but yeah it's just yeah yeah tiktok was like running my life <laughs> i was like it's not healthy <laughs> it's not in a good way yeah i feel like i'm watching all of the people do the things that i want to do yeah when i could just be doing them it's just a lot of like watching other people live their lives and wasn't enough like me living my life i feel very i feel like i'm living <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like maybe I need to take a page out of your book for the rest of this week at least. That's felt very peaceful. Focus. But yeah. there are definitely times when you like reach for your phone and you're like, ah, TikTok, and it's like, oh wait. <laughs> There's nothing there. Yeah. Or maybe I should actually listen to the timers I set on things. I know. I just was ignoring those timers. I was like, okay, I have to do something drastic. Yeah. Once my once my fingers realized that there was a button there that I could take to continue that little serotonin boost, it was like click, click. Yeah. For sure. It's not the healthiest. I was like, that's basically most of my update is that 
I've been studying. (laughs) (laughs) Studying and studying. Yeah, studying, need to be studying better. I have a lot of exams coming up. Um, Oh, and um, I had my six-month anniversary. So, yay, half a year. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy, happy. (laughs) And if you haven't watched our happy anniversary um, episode, you can hear more of Audrey singing that. Oh my goodness, we probably missed our anniversary because it's stuff. It's March, and our anniversary is in March, and March is almost over. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I haven't even realized that's like Mark's like two years podcasting, right? Yeah, I thought about it the other day, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's gone." I feel like we launched March thirtieth. Was it? March I think 30th? it was earlier than that. I'm not sure. Oh, it could be it's either really early in the month or really late in the month. Either way, Audrey and I are pros at this. Um, you know, podcast professionals. Are you looking for your planner? You say it as I like <laughs> reach for my phone charger. It's dying. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're podcast professionals. Podcast professionals. I'm gonna do this sideways. Can- Oh, me too, because my phone is dying. My phone's always dying. Probably a testament to how much time I spend on social media. Hopefully you can't hear me, like, moving around and stuff. My phone didn't charge last night. Boo. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, I got the pin removed from my finger. The pin? There was, like, a pin in my finger stabilizing it, so I got it moved yesterday, so now I can start, like, therapy. Hey, she's getting her fingers back. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, those are most of my, basically all of my updates. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. We lead exciting lives. What can we say? (laughs) I mean, really. What are you going to do? All right, so I guess we can get into our... Honestly, kind of controversial <laughs> topic, but I think it's going to be, like, really fun, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage you to, like, stay and listen. Yeah, if you're, if, obviously, you've read the title, if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian, I feel like there are definitely things um, in this episode or that we're going to be talking about in here for you. Just, like, I don't know, maybe you might believe some of these stereotypes or not have a full understanding because you never, like, really had a talk with a Christian about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Audrey and I had just been noticing some things of, like, through our through our walk as um, godly women and um, noticing things about, oh, people, the media puts out one definition of Christianity and then living it is completely different. And um, we thought we'd bridge that gap. Or even like church itself puts out one picture of Christianity and that might not be the case in every single walk. Yeah, some of these are definitely stereotypes and misconceptions. I would say that like kind of go around in the church too. um, Or just like just like just stereotypes yeah (laughs) stereotypes and misconceptions basically cool cool do you want to start us off with our with your first one yeah so (laughs) this one's probably like the biggest stereotype going around right now um and probably because it's partly true like I'm gonna be so honest (laughs) okay so it's getting married in like six months like, six months, like, after you meet each other, like, type of time. <laughs> like, um, it's definitely a stereotype that Christians get married super quick. They meet each other, they date for a couple months, and then boom. Boom, bam, yeah. boom. And within that, I think, is also the stereotype that they're just getting married so quickly so they can have sex, which is what I thought growing up, too. I was like, yeah, that's the yeah. only reason. <laughs> that's the uh, only obviously. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which I mean can be true um, in some certain like people's cases. Like the Bible does say, if you can't like control that desire, then it's better to just get married. Go ahead and get married. That's what Paul said. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, just do it. He um, said you can do that, or you can be like me and just never get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but 
I think like that's important like to acknowledge too that like that could be the reason why people are getting married so quickly is that like lust is mm-hmm. taking over and they don't want to like they want to like reclaim themselves for God so they're like which not saying that you can't have lust in a marriage too um which is a whole nother rabbit hole but also like I think the intensity of a Christian relationship and the fact that it does remove sex from the picture like really forces you guys to like talk more and I mean that's literally all you're doing Mm -hmm. all you're doing is talking talking more learning to hold each other accountable yeah. you've already set that intention of we're dating for marriage so once yeah. you already have all of like I think dating in the world and in society they've come up with so many different stages and so many different ways for you to keep just things dating. that just don't exist <laughs> like the talking stage what is that <laughs> okay yeah. But just, like, things to just prolong it when it's, like, okay, what are we doing? Like, what's the yeah. point of this without, like, the genuine commitment to each other? That's, like, we're in this, like, a marriage is a covenant. Like, we're in this together. There's yeah. no getting out kind of, like, commitment. Yeah. And so they go – they already go into it with that sense of sacrifice, that sense of submitting, um, that intentional process of wanting to um, build each other up that it makes sense that it progresses a lot faster than um, it does dating in the world like the framework of christian marriage is so that you're eventually going to get married and like all of your mentors everybody around you is gonna be like they're gonna like tell you this is what this is how you should be trying to date like you're not gonna like stick around with somebody that you don't really see a future with to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Um, so once you do, I mean, once you identify like, oh, this is somebody that like has my same values and we align on this and then the other, like I definitely could see how that mm-hmm. progresses quickly. And I definitely do have friends that are like engaged super young <laughs> and got married super young. But I feel like in all these examples, like all the people I know that are married super young or engaged super young, um, it's all kind of like the same story. Like we just like knew because we went into it so intentional. Um, And I honestly think that's a great thing. Like I feel like everyone should kind of take from that and be more intentional in what they want in general. Cause I know when I first started out dating, like I would just always be like, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Just like, honestly, like I think I always did have the desire for like a serious relationship like I've never been like a casual person but like mm-hmm. it was just nerve-wracking like being forward and like yeah. being honest that like you want a serious relationship or that you want to like date for marriage because like that doesn't sound cool it sounds <laughs> you know intense I mean? it sounds really intense and like scary um but yeah and so that's how I would approach it but I was honestly just lying lying to yeah. myself um I was kind of like in the same. It's kind of freeing to like be with somebody that like agrees with you in that sense. It is. Yeah. I was in the same boat like of when, like before I like, I feel like I've been a Christian my whole life, but I've never like committed myself to Christ. So um, when I did like make that commitment to Christ and I said, like, I want to walk in your ways, um, it kind of like changed the game in terms of like being in a Christian in a God-centered relationship now um, versus all the relationships that I was in before, it's completely different. Like I felt so nervous all the time, really anxious. (laughs) Like there was no like reason. Like I had this thought in my head constantly, like he's going to leave me. He's going to leave me. He doesn't like me. All these other things. Like I like, he's doing this and it's bothering me and I don't know how to like bring it up without making him want to leave and all of these like insecurities Um, versus like my relationship now. Like I, from the beginning of our relationship, I've never felt anxious one time. Like, and with anything that we need to bring up, like we've had our fair share of like um, talks and long talks about <laughs> we need to work on this, we need to do better on this. This is something you do that bothers me. This is something I do that bothers him. But just like 
And then I've never had that like anxiety feeling of he's going to leave me or he doesn't think I'm this, that it's because like, he's being like, we're both being checked by God and like, he's, he's the foundation that we're putting everything on. So it's a lot less pressure. And then he's the one that we're answering to. So it's like more commitment. Right. Like it seems like it would be more pressure when you're, dating for marriage but because you have an understanding of like what that means like and there's not sex involved like if it doesn't work out it's okay you can walk away like friends Mm -hmm. um and you just have like a very like practical view of like marriage and relationships so it kind of like eases the dating a little bit because it's like oh like regardless like you're gonna be my brother and sister in Christ like Mm -hmm. it's cool um yeah. And yeah, it opens, uh, like, the conversation more to, mm-hmm. like, talk about things like that. Yeah, you can go deeper quicker and not be scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our next one is kind of on the other spectrum, but um, another stereotype is that um, God promises promises you a spouse when you're a Christian. Um that's just just not true (laughs) honestly I feel like part of this is Mm -hmm. low-key because of what the church always projects like they do really encourage marriage and Mm -hmm. um I definitely do believe that it's supposed to be a reflection of uh God's relationship with the church Mm -hmm. but I think we need to encourage singles a lot more um and just kind of like empower people you know, and their singleness and people that are widowed or people that just aren't ever going to be in relationships because that's Mm -hmm. a reality. Um, But yeah, we just hear a lot about marriage and finding a husband and finding a wife and constantly like pursuing this idea. So, you know, when you go to church and they're constantly talking about that, you can definitely assume like, oh yeah, I'm meant to have a husband. Like this is something that's guaranteed. We got it in the bag. Yeah, like, I feel like people make that the main point of Christianity is I've committed my life to God, and now he owes me a spouse. Now I'm supposed to have someone to walk this out with. And it's like, that's not true at all. Like, even if we're looking, and then even so, like, your motive is wrong. And the Bible talks so much about making sure that, like, your heart is set in the right direction like if your direction isn't I want to bring like I want to have a kingdom relationship where I'm exemplifying God in the church then like why would God give you that like your your motive is completely selfish Mm -hmm. in the regard of you just want somebody and like if we're looking at Jesus like he was he was completely single and completely whole and just like, you know, it's it's not a requirement. Right. And it's not a like a reward in a sense. It's not like, oh, I did X, Y, and Z for God. Now he owes me a relationship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it definitely does take time and it takes consistently like surrendering that and making sure you have the correct heart position. Um, like one thing I've been praying for recently is just making sure that my desire to have a relationship with God outweighs my desire to be in a relationship because Mm -hmm. it can be hard. Like you're a human and like God gave you the desire to like want to be with somebody. Like it's not, it's not instinctually a bad desire. Um, but you just need to make sure that your heart is positioned correctly and that like you understand like what a marriage is, what relationships are, um, and then understand, like, who God is first, because you'll never understand, like, how the relationships are supposed to work before you know that. Yeah, and honestly, like, if you don't want God more than you want your relationship, then getting into a relationship is going to be that much harder, like, walking it out and living it, um, because then you're so good, like, you're going to look like the world. You're just going to demand a lot from them. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Relationships and marriage aren't going to make you happy. Yeah. But God will. But you can be happy in them. Period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next one is 
just a stereotype that Christians condemn versus convict. Mm-hmm. Um, and there definitely are, like, you know, Bible-thumping, condemning Christians out there. I don't really know if they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, we have plenty of pastors that just like to yell at people on campus. Um, yeah. It's a little scary, um, and it's abrasive. Mm-hmm. But really, um, you know, we're called to help out our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, but I honestly don't expect anything of people in the world because they're of the world. So, yeah, you know, I'm not out here expecting you to, like, look like me, talk like me, like, act like me. But that's yeah. me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, it's important to, like, mention the difference, which I'm not too complete. I read an article, like, some months ago about like the this difference between um condemnation and conviction they're two completely different things um but just kind of off the top of my head but when you're condemning someone you're kind of like shaming them and saying like like you're kind of putting yourself on a pedestal of just like shame on you you shouldn't have done that blah 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 and like the bible literally says there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus yeah um so and then the conviction on the other side like it makes you like is the conviction is like a heavy feeling of just like I've been walking in disobedience or mm-hmm. I've done something that wasn't respectful to myself and respectful to God like let me go run to him like there's more um redemption in conviction and right. conviction is what the bible puts forth as um you know one of God's grace and mercy is that he leads you to conviction to bring you closer to him. So like, it's important that you do like, like Christians are supposed to like help with those convictions in some regard. Like we're not supposed to just let our brothers and sisters (laughs) just be out here while and like, we're supposed to bring it to their attention and go like, Hey, I've been noticing this. It's not, it doesn't seem edifying to the kingdom what's going on mm-hmm. not just shame on you do, you did bad blah 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 but just yeah, like help your brother or sister walk it out and then I say brother or sister because as Audrey said like we're not supposed to hold people to a standard um they're not trying to achieve so if yeah. you're not if you if you're not in Christ and you don't claim to be in Christ then that's not my job for you yeah well, I got to say it on that one. Um, my next one is um, when you're a Christian, you don't struggle anymore. I have that on there, too. It's like really? your life will be perfect after getting saved. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I also have nice. Christians think that they're perfect. We can just lump these all together. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Um, wow. I really wish that was the truth. Like, oh, I'm that saying, would be great. like, no, you still struggle. If not, they say you, you struggle might struggle more. more. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like the biggest difference um, once I like recommitted my life was just the idea of peace. I mean, mm-hmm. like your world is still going to be turning on some days and you're still going to cry and you're still going to get upset and you're going to go through all the human emotions because you're human. Um, but the difference will really just be that peace that God provides. Like, you can't really mm-hmm. describe it. Um, but, like, it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. So, I don't know. I feel like the biggest difference for me was just, like, that peace and just knowing that I can lean on him during mm-hmm. those times. Like, that there was somebody that cared and that he's bigger than like all of my problems. I feel like that is just really comforting. So you definitely start to walk through the conflict differently, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go away. <laughs> and even like, yeah. And even like walking through conflict and walking through like problems and when you know, like you're being disobedient or um, your discipline is off or something like that, then um, like walking with the confidence and understanding of knowing that you're still like so loved and you're still desired Mm -hmm. by God um because you've already accepted his grace and his mercy um 
it's hard to um it's hard to admit that you're not perfect though like the oh, bible yeah. <laughs> the bible says all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and it's hard to come to terms with that and admit that um mm-hmm. but it's also really freeing to under like to humble yourself and to know like I'm not perfect. And when Jesus died on the sin, on when Jesus died on the sin. <laughs> for your Jesus, sins. <laughs> for my sins. When Jesus died on the cross for your sins, he died. Like at that point in the, t- when Jesus died on the cross, you were not born. So all of your sins were future you sins. Know. So God already knows like all the sins you're going to commit and all the sins you have committed. And when you're a Christian, you're still going to sin and you're still going to fall mm-hmm. into that. But the, but the main point of the matter is that you're not a sinner anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you can't label yourself as that. And like, that's the part that's freeing is like, yes, I did this. Yes, I did bad, but I'm going to turn because I have a father who loves me. And yeah. Like that's like, in that freedom and that thing so yeah if someone thinks they are perfect then they have not read their bible because only god is perfect i mean we might always strive for perfection because in eden like everything was perfect and then sin came in um so we'll probably always be trying to like get back to that but you know it's not a thing that's attainable on earth so just let it go (laughs) I mean it's like a yeah I mean we're gonna constantly and we can't like willingly just go into the okay well I'm not perfect and God knows I'm not perfect so I'm just gonna do this because I know yeah no (laughs) like don't don't take advantage of this grace but like um know that that the grace because you can only Oh my gosh, all of my words. (laughs) I can't talk anymore. Um, But no amount of works and no amount of things you do are going to earn you a spot. Like God already Mm -hmm. chose you for that spot. You're, and not because you're good, like only God is good. Only Jesus is good. And like you're, you just have to accept it. Yeah. By grace through faith. All right. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, here we go. Um, all Christians, <laughs> <laughs> all Christians are Republican slash Trump supporters. Boo. So, not I saw, boo to the Republican, but just like that idea. Especially during like elections, I saw a lot of people just like equating like certain beliefs to like Christianity as if it's like a catch-all and I'm like okay but like not all Republicans are Christians not all Christians are Republican um personally I am not um and you know that doesn't mean that I love my brothers and sisters in Christ any differently if they are but I feel like they're just different beliefs in both you know and I don't think that it should be something that defines you over everything else. Like yeah. I feel like your biggest definition is daughter or son of Christ. Yeah, in Christ. And like that's the main um <clears throat> like if you read the Bible, that's the thing that irks my well, not irks me, but like makes me really sad is that so many people will attack Christianity without ever having opened a Bible or sought that discovery for themselves like they just but then but then you get mad when somebody tries to automatically assume when something someone says something about something else and Mm -hmm. it's like but you guys you guys will fact check that like I saw someone take the grams of a Trader Joe's something I don't know it was random (laughs) but she she went in depth and I'm just like but you won't you won't research a fact from the source that mm-hmm. of something that you're claiming says something that it literally goes against the nature of Christianity. We're we're one body. We're not supposed to be this decisive. So honestly, even the even the fact of, and I'm sorry if this hurts your feeling, not your feelings, Audrey, but like anybody's <laughs> feelings, but like. Even the fact of calling yourself a Democrat and a, and a Republican goes against the nature of the Bible. Like, picking the fact that you picked a side 
and participated in the division of it all goes against the nature of the Bible. The nature of the Bible is we're one body of Christ, meaning like the Bible says, how much is it that you love the people that you love? Even the tax collectors do that. Like that's the lowest standard. (laughs) So, so like we're supposed to be unified. We're supposed to like be one body. Um, and like support things of that and yeah it's like we're not we're not all one way or the other it's like does this fall in line with bible yeah but no one wants to fact check anymore so all right what is our next my next one is fun kind of um <laughs> oh gosh i like don't see yours so i don't know what's coming <laughs> oh you don't it's in your text no i'm just looking at mine i'm not looking at the text oh okay oh keeping you on your toes i know um Christ- um christianity as in like the bible promotes slavery <laughs> i really didn't think but- about that one. i was like trying to figure out where they would see that I've heard this so many, so many times. Um, like Like it's, which I mean, I I do acknowledge the fact that the Bible has been like some scriptures have been taken and used to oppress people. Like I I don't deny that. Absolutely, I feel like a lot of scriptures are taken out of context quite often. And then I think that like feeds into the idea of people thinking that like all Christians are Republican Trump supporters because it's like they'll throw yeah scriptures at you and claim it as facts. But I think it's also important to go back and see where they're pulling these scriptures from and understand the context of what it is yeah because once you read like um the whole context of the thing it's like oh okay they weren't even talking about slavery at all or okay Mm -hmm. i can see where this fits into the whole of what you're trying to describe yeah i definitely don't think that aligns with what jesus is promoting here um And also, like, I don't the know, context. Like, I'm just curious to see, like, what verses they're referring to in particular. In particular. Like, I know they, I feel like they did, there have been, like, servants in the Bible, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the Bible does say slave. They do um, mention, um, <clears throat> it's actually something I read today, but just, like, slaves submit to your master's. Um, but then, and like, it says in Ecclesiastes is where I was reading or Colossians. It was Colossians. Um, it was like slaves submit to your masters. Um, but then in the like verse right below it, it says masters treat your slaves fairly and all of these things because you too have a master in heaven. But just like that idea of, Mm -hmm honoring and respecting um people that you're working with and like it doesn't it doesn't promote or encourage modern days or not modern day slavery but like the slavery that was happening um in the early americas of like cruel oppression and um brutalizing people Definitely not in that regard at all because (laughs) we do not promote nor condone slavery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the Bible at all. (laughs) The Bible says like judge judge or act to the measure that you would want to be acted upon or judged to. Mm -hmm. And I highly doubt that the the cruel way in which people were being oppressed and treated back then is how the people who are oppressing and treating them would want to be treated. And I think that's that or I know that's where they like fall short in living out the scripture and living out what it means to be a Christian or in Christ. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Okay. I haven't heard that very often, but I could see where they would pull that from. Um okay. Christians are judgmental. Um, I would be real with you on this one too. 
I have met a lot of judgmental Christians, mm-hmm. to be completely real. Um, but we don't sit on the throne of judgment, and it's not our job, especially when we talked about earlier, like, especially um, when we shouldn't be holding people to the same standards, mm-hmm. like, that are of the world. Um, definitely am not into that. Yeah. I think it's – this is a hard one, too, because sometimes it, like – like, I feel like judgment is such a sneaky one that you'll realize yeah. you're judging someone. Because um, you can do it, like, fleetingly, like, mm-hmm. on accident, I guess, or just randomly, like, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, oh, like, blah, what are they doing there? Or just, like, a flippant comment, like, you know what I mean? Why would, why would they do that? Yeah. Like, why is she like doing that? it like that? Like, that's, that's a judgment. Um, And I think, like, it's important, like, when you're walking out. I was like, this is... Christian 101 (laughs) being a Christian 101 (laughs) but like when you're walking this is more of like a what not to do (laughs) yeah um but just like understanding that you only you're responsible for your only walk your walk and in helping another brother or sister in Christ like a part of their walk you like I don't I don't know how to describe it no, you you talk to them, but you don't. I think that it's accountability, but not judgment. Like yeah. I can like hold somebody accountable. Like we can be accountability partners, mm-hmm. but sitting there and judging you and like denying the fact that I have also sinned. And there we go. That there is also grace for you and for myself. I feel like it's just not the right approach. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, to like when in saying like Christians are judgmental, it it's kind of I don't know it's um hypocritical for the world to say because the world is so judgmental and I feel like they hold Christians to like this elevated standard which sometimes I'm kind of thankful for because I'm like actually you're right I am supposed to be different I am supposed to be walking yeah. this thing out I'm not supposed to look like the world so thank you for holding me accountable. Yeah. But sometimes it's, like, crippling. It's, like, okay, I can't be perfect all the time. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, Christians are not judgmental. The Bible literally speaks against that and says only God has the right to judge. And only God understands what's in a human's heart. Like, no matter how close you think you know somebody, like, your mom, your brother, your significant other, I can 100% guarantee you, you don't know what's in their heart. Yeah, I think that Christians have a relationship with God, aren't judgmental because they understand the grace that God has for them. And I feel like that really does keep you from being as judgmental um, because you understand that that grace is available for other people too and you'll be more willing to give that grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but like not every Christian has a relationship with God to be honest oh, like some people just kind of use the label and um, like I was saying earlier the ones that are like yelling at you at ca- on campus are like you know probably judgmental <laughs> yeah and not a good representation <laughs> no not at all yeah <clears throat> on to the next the next one um christians just want to convert you um no it's not I mean, it's not not true i'm not gonna <laughs> lie it's not, not true i mean obviously i want you to experience this joy and this grace and this peace exactly but like you're not denying me like you're denying god and his yeah saving grace but I think, okay, so I think this, like, stereotype is more, like, every single conversation is going to be, like, you're going to say, like, um, ask someone how their day was, and then they say how their day was, and then then you come back with, your day could have been so much better if you um, commit your life to the Lord. <laughs> but just, like, just, like, the idea of yeah. just, like, Christians, every single conversation, which... Honestly, as a Christian and having a relationship with Christ, I want every single of my one of my conversations to reflect back to God. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie; that is my intention, that is my desire, but I'm not going to do it like I'm not like, in a forceful way. 
Yeah, like I'm not we're not going to force it on you. We're not going to like do all these things. I do like think it's the best way to live and it's a freeing way and I want to populate the kingdom of heaven. Um but I do understand that the best gift God gave you was choice. Mm-hmm. To choose to be in his kingdom, to Yeah. decide to commit yourself cuz if you if you're forced into that decision, you're not going to be able to walk out what it means to have no. a relationship with Christ. And you're not going to fully understand it and appreciate it and really like go after having a relationship with God because I've been a Christian all my life. Like I grew up in church. Like I've known about this for so long, but it wasn't until I chose to have a relationship with God that I really understood um just like what it is to really have a relationship with them and I feel like because I didn't choose that from the beginning like I wasn't able to experience God for who he really is so I think that like once you like choose that for yourself um you can really have a good relationship but I think that's definitely a big part mm-hmm. of it it's true you can choose it's good you next all right um we already <laughs> did that one <laughs> Uh, you have to dress the part. So this one's kind of interesting mm-hmm. um, because I feel like when I rededicated my life, I was looking at all these like Christian influencers and mm-hmm. like they had their like round hats and their cute like sundresses. And I was like, I don't look like that. I, I feel like I'm a little too rough around the edges. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love my like- baggy jeans. <laughs> um. You know, I don't know, because that's just, like, the stereotypical Christian, like, oh, my goodness, the, Christ- the blonde Christian girl with her her short manicure and her long blonde hair, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but, like, there is no, like, mold. There's no, like, picture. Like, there are very fashionable Christians. Yeah. I know a ton of them. hmm And there are also a lot of Christians that wear whatever jeans and whatever shirt and call it a day yeah (laughs) or even like like the fact that like the idea that being a christian has to look a certain way is um very definitely yeah limiting and definitely something that is man-made and man-created because the fact that god made each and every single one of us different and unique is by design to be able to go into different places and talk to different people that certain people would never be able to talk to because, you know, the world is judgmental and they'll cut you off Yeah. as soon as you start talking because you look a certain way. But if you look a different way, then that conversation is more easily approached. Yeah, your individuality can definitely be a part of your testimony. Yeah. Um, and, like, even, um, like, the... When I first like started walking out my relationship with God, um, the whole like modest is hottest <laughs> um, tagline, like I can't believe like I it the stuff I threw out of my closet after <laughs> after being on TikTok <laughs> for like five minutes of just like that being shoved down my face. But um, like it's important to not like to like hold yourself to a standard and to not just like give everything away. But I think yeah. I, I went to the extreme of I need to cover up everything. And <laughs> like people aren't supposed to know I have like legs. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel like there is just like a lot of gray matter um, around that subject in general, just because it's one of those things that like it isn't directly defined the Bible. Like, Oh, like, okay, you can wear long sleeves, but not crop tops like yeah it is just one of those things that you have to walk by conviction and like figure out I guess yeah um but yeah I don't think there's a certain mold or like a certain right way to be doing things I agree um my next one is that Christians are homophobic okay well no personally I'm not right (laughs) but once again like sure they're out there yeah and I think that's like another avenue of scriptures being like twisted yeah out of context out of context and like missed entirely because again like 
one, it's not our choice. We're not that person. So then who are you to judge that person? So you're judging that person and you're not showing them love. Yeah. And that's like Which are two things that are you're doing wrong. <laughs> literally goes against the fundamental nature of all of the Bible. Like the Bible says, love your neighbor. Like above like all, above all things. Let above, let's emphasize that part. Above all things, love your neighbor as you would love yourself. That's the second most the important Pharisees, command. The Pharisees were trying to trip Jesus up too. They were trying to get him to say something wrong. They were like, Okay, like you've got all these commandments, like which one is the biggest? And he's like, well, I hope you're following all of them. But if you have to choose, dog, you do this one. Do these. Yeah. Love God and love your neighbor as you'd love yourself. Like, main, main ones. And honestly, like, most of these stereotypes come from people not fully understanding when we say we love all people, we love all people. Like, my, um, not that it's easy. It's it's definitely not like my roommate was like um, something something you love um, Putin and I was like yeah I love him I I like as a Christian I'm called to love him and it's, it's to. hard to say it's hard to say um, it's hard like I'm not condoning any of his activities and I don't think like to love someone you need to be like fully accepting of every single thing that they're doing um, but like. I do have a care and regard for the person that he is. And that's yeah. that's the call that God has placed on each and every one of um, his daughters and son's heart. Yeah. I think, people. I think Christianity should be more radical in that way. Like there should be like radical love and like radical acceptance. And you know what I mean? Like I wish that was like what people thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, instead, it's going the complete opposite way that it not yeah. even is. Very sad. Yeah. I Very think it's sad. because people don't, like, the Christians, like I like us, like, we're not inherently judgmental or um, divisive or things like that. But I don't think we, like, say it enough to be like, yeah, I love Trump. Like, I love him as a person. I love him as a child of God or things mm-hmm. like that. But just to, like, continuously, like, like say, um, like, make it known that as a Christian, this is where I stand yeah. in this, like, seat of love. So, I don't know, maybe we could be um, vocal, more vocal about that. That's very true. Because once you, like, get to that place where you just, like, heavily agree, disagree with somebody, but, like, you can still love them and you can still, like, pray for your enemies, like that's when you know something's really happening. Like when something's Mm -hmm. really changing because what was it? 2020? Like I was on Facebook, like arguing (laughs) with people. Like if there was a topic to be talked about, I was talking about it. I was in somebody's comments, always arguing, always being divisive, always being the loudest. And um, I'm still, I feel like I'm still opinionated, but I think I just think a lot more before I like make those comments or before I'm like so quick to share my opinion I definitely do think before I do that and I'm always like keeping in mind like okay well I still have to love this person and I like keep people's feelings in mind I feel like that's something that like has changed about me a lot because I was not like that yeah I was like I don't care about your feelings like I'm right (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't always great (laughs) yeah it makes you pause and think more that's good yes okay my next one is it's a white it's the white man's religion and I hadn't heard this till recently um Mm -hmm. one my like old uh bible study like group leader she made this um what was it an instagram reel and in the comments somebody was like (laughs) like stop believing in this white man's religion or something like that or maybe it was the real that was about that I remember but it was a comment along those lines I was like what like I haven't (laughs) even I haven't even heard this one like just shaming like black people for believing in Jesus because I don't know I guess he is pictured as like white typically which when he was on earth I I don't even know which is a which is a stereotype he wasn't European Um, (laughs) guys he was a he was a Jewish man yeah I'm like (laughs) that that's wrong but 
Um, but yeah, there, and I understand where that's from. Like, obviously, con a lot of condol con con conalization. Con wait, conalization. Conalization. <laughs> Why does that word sound so weird? I don't know. I'm like, wait, this can't be right. A lot of people that were colonization. That's why yeah, it's not colonization. We, we said colonization, but it's colonization. Oh, I was like, a lot of the colonies colonize. Oh my gosh. Okay, so a lot of colonization came with like forcing Christianity onto the people that were there before. Um, so I definitely understand why you would say that. Um, but I think. Like, but the Bible says yeah. God can take what was evil and turn it in for good. Right, 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 right. Like, they definitely had the wrong intentions. And I think we've definitely evolved since then. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. It is the... Yeah. And, like, honestly, I think that's part of spiritual warfare and, like, a limiting mindset. And of just to think that because something is marketed as some one way that you're not deserving of it that Hmm. you're not like fully accepting of it like um this is like this is a side note but also like somewhat related to help you guys kind of see the picture but um we I one of my serve events is we take kids from um a community that's a little like less um that's less um what is the word like low income community? Like they have less opportunities. Um, we hang out with the kids and do like um, a serve event there and teach them about God and um, have lunch and a field day like every Saturday. But um, this time we like took them to one of the workouts that we usually do. Cause I'm with this group called faith RX, which is faith and fitness. So we took them to this group um, to do a workout and the workout is in Nocatee, which if you're from, um, Jacksonville, you know, that's like a more affluent area. Um, and one of the kids that like I was driving over, he was like, Oh, is this like the white side of town? And like, first of all, uh, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I didn't even know we we're still saying that. But like it was just it was just sad to think like he was like, Oh, we're like not allowed over here, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. sad to think that like this 12-year-old boy still thinks in that that limiting mindset of there are spaces and there are things that aren't for him and I tried to encourage him as much as I could of just like you belong in every single place that you're in like even if there are people that make you feel like you don't like you're like you deciding to be a Christian you deciding to walk this out is like Mm -hmm. I'm deserving and I'm accepting of every single place and space that I'm in and oh that's so good that's a word that's a word for somebody (laughs) and it's probably me (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just kind of like that like imposter syndrome that's perpetualized into anger of Mm -hmm. thinking that christianity is the white man's religion and all these other things and yeah it has been used for bad i'm not denying that yeah but i think we're missing the the bigger point the bigger picture of what this is if we're hyper focusing on what people who claimed to be christians did with a few scattered verses of the bible i love that shed those labels yeah um oh but um our next one and last one if you guys do have any more definitely send them our way we'd love to talk about them but yes, in um, a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yell at us. <laughs> if you if you need to, you know, communicate in that way and you don't know the love of Jesus and you feel passionate and that's how you express, then we yeah, can take Melissa, it. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, God has changed me, but there's a, there's still a little ratchet in there. <laughs> uh you know that TikTok sounds like I'm from the south side of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> from hood to holy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the last one is um, that it's a patriarchal, patriarchal, what is that word? Say that word. Uh, did you hear me trying to say colonization? <laughs> like, no. 
Patriarchy? Uh, Patriarchal? Yeah, it's it's that. It's uh, a man a man ran a men man ran religion um that hinders women. Hmm. Okay. I, I think- can see how because honestly, growing up, like I didn't even think a woman could be a preacher. Because yeah. that's what I was told. Like mm-hmm. I grew up thinking that. Um I think they like this stereotype goes into thinking that Christian women are submissive and not allowed to speak in certain regards and just like on a leash by their husbands or mm-hmm. on a leash by the men of the church. Yeah. But God doesn't say to submit to every man you've ever met to no. your husband. <laughs> it says submit to your husband. That is and then led it also, by God. Yeah. Like it said, don't like basically don't submit to everybody. Like, submit to somebody who's worthy of being submitted to you're submitting as a woman you're submitting to your husband who's submitting to christ like you at least that's how it should be how it should be yeah and in the way of the bible um but i think like a lot of people fall astray from that yeah and thinking that just the woman's supposed to submit and women are supposed to be quiet and all these other things but like Have you met the women of the Bible? I mean, crazy, crazy faith. Like, they just do amazing things. I think that that is a big misconception. But I feel like I've just met so many, like, strong, like, intelligent, capable, like, virtuous women in my church. And, like, just, like, surrounded by them constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. You, for instance. (laughs) And, um, I don't know, I guess maybe not everyone knows a lot of Christian, but like, I know a lot of Christian women and, you know, meek and submissive is not words I would use to describe them. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a level of being humble and not being cocky and all these other things. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like, there are times where you need to speak out and where you need to lead, um, you know, your family and your household and things like that, like you're also just as much um, building up the church as um, the men of society are building up the church. Absolutely. You have a calling. You have a purpose. Um, God uses women. Yeah. I'm a little iffy about, like, I don't understand too much about, like, the women preachers. Because I think, like, Mm -hmm. I... I, I haven't fact-checked this, so don't take it as my word, but um, one of my friends in the church said that our church doesn't um, – what is it when you become a pastor? Like, there's mm-hmm. a word for it. Like, you're like <laughs> – um, um, <laughs> Like, what is the school they go to? No, um, that's, that's seminary. But, like, when you, like, legalize a pastor – I wanted to, I want to say knighting, but that's definitely not it. But I'm just thinking of like the sh- <laughs> my first thought was anointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they like anyway, someone someone give us the word sometime. But when they're like letting like making someone into a pastor and like mm-hmm. doing like that whole like ceremony thing that um she said that like my church in particular doesn't have women pastors like we don't. Hmm. authorized women pastors but my my pastor's wife has spoken from the pulpit yeah she brought a word i don't know but we have but we've never called her pastor we've always just called her her name yeah um yeah my um pastor's wife pastor tab she's a pastor and i think we have another woman pastor we might have a few. I honestly don't know all the pastors. There are quite a few. Um, but yeah. I mean, honestly, I haven't done the research on it either, but. But they don't like go at my church. They preach, but they don't go by pastor. Like they don't have that title, which mm. I mean, titles, titles are meaningless. Honestly, I'm. Um, I mean, they're, they're important to a regard of like, you know honor and respect and things like that and they're good in having organization but to an extent it's like all right how much is your like title if you're not walking out or things like that like 
I mean, I think it's just good to have, like, a representation in general, like, having women speak and um, just having that perspective, I think is good. And that's just something, like, I didn't see growing up. I was like, oh, like, women don't speak on stage yeah. <laughs> ever because um, they didn't. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they I, can. They can. And I like that about my church. Yeah, same. Um, that's it. These are, these are the stereotypes we have. If you guys have more, if you want to know more, misconceptions. Yes. Um, let us know on the socials. Um, comment. WTI podcast. Yeah. That's all. Bye. Yeah. Ciao.